one wild card spot decided, another one coming up, and a lot of football talk coming up next. All right, we're back, Sigs Inside, another episode. It's Kylie and I. Hot's going to be hopping out of the shower, I guess, and coming to say hi in a little bit, and everybody else is dead or something like that. Um, it's going to be a little skeleton crew today, but I'm here with Ben Kylie, like usual. Yeah, yeah. He made a, he made a <laughs> he made an arm raise uh, as if we're going to have a video version of this. Okay, so like I said for the intro going to talk a little baseball at the beginning um so all of our wild card predictions were wrong in the nl i'm pretty <laughs> sure i don't think anybody said the cardinals were going to make it because i don't think anybody realized they're 17 in a row uh to close out the season um i mean are they for real if you're the dodgers are you sweating or are you just like yeah that was a fluke and it is what it is i think I wouldn't be too worried if I'm the Dodgers, considering Flaherty's still not like a hundred percent back. He's been kind of thrown in there in some few inning situations, but I don't think he'll be ready to be the wild card game starter. So who would you kind of consider who would you have pitch for the Cardinals? I'm guessing the Dodgers will have Scherzer. Yeah. Um I think there's only one answer for that. I think it's going to be Wainwright. I don't really see them pitching anybody else. He's got mm-hmm. – takes every box that you need. He's got the experience. He's having a great season. Um, yeah, I don't see why they don't take him. He's got everything that you'd want in a pitcher to start in a win-it-all game. And if anything, they have a good enough bullpen now um, where they can kind of get four innings out of Wainwright and go from there because mm-hmm. it's not like he's going to probably be able to outpitch Scherzer anyway, so it's more so just maintaining the lead maintaining being in the game until you get into that bullpen, which obviously the Dodgers bullpen is still really good, but I'd rather go through the bullpen than Max Scherzer, I think, for nine. You think the same? Yeah, definitely. I'm also interested to see how they kind of – how the bats hold up for these remaining games because, as you know, with baseball, it goes up and down all the time with hot streaks and then you get cold. So I'm wondering if their heat might have run out just at the wrong time it it was good enough to get them into the playoffs but we'll see if they can maintain it you just got to win that one game and then you move from there I think you can kind of navigate through a a five-game series and see just kind of how it goes but you got to win that one game to even get there but I think kind of going along with this hot streak it I saw that Nolan Arenado's not going to opt out and he'll be back there next year, which is huge for them. Uh, obviously, it would have been tough losing them, losing him. And I think if they didn't make this push, potentially he would have thought about opting out because mm-hmm. they definitely have a playoff roster. And if it didn't work out this year, when would it work out? Especially yeah. since a lot of their key players are getting older and older. So. I think that was huge to at least get him for another year. Yeah. I mean, also like just going into the season, I thought the Cardinals were probably the favorites for the division just from the start. Obviously the Brewers really outshined their uh, flaws of hitting. They kind of figured that out throughout the season and then they had elite pitching all season, but I thought the Cardinals top to bottom had the best roster in the NL central. So like that isn't a surprise that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, 
And that's why I think they might be fine. I think maybe they just, they were really, really bad for a while. And I think that was like the blip. And now obviously this hot streak is another blip, but I think that blip is to get back into the, like their medium, like what they're actually projected to be and what we'll probably see for the next couple of years from them. They have a lot of professional hitters. They have Goldschmidt and Arenado uh, and then Yachty with the experience. And then they have more exciting guys like Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill. Carlson had two home runs today against the Brewers. So, I mean, clearly the bats aren't that, that, uh, that cold yet. Um, I don't know. I'd say, I feel like I'm still taking the Dodgers, but it's going to be a great game. I just say they have both teams are really good. Yeah. Um, and we know the Cardinals have that playoff magic too. So yeah, the Cardinals have a bunch of devil magic. I don't know what it is. I think they got rid yeah. of the NFL. They got rid of the NFL, and they're just like, yeah, we'll trade the NFL just as long as yeah. we can always have some devil magic in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure the Dodgers are scared, but I'd say they they're probably in a better position regardless, just team structure wise. And we have Jake Hot back on the call. Jake, we are talking about baseball and how the Cardinals killed the Reds, but we are moving on. Um, so we'll just say a quick RIP to the Reds and then move on to the AL wildcard where we have some very exciting things in development. As of right now, I don't want to get this wrong. Yankees are in the first wildcard spot up one game. And then the Red Sox are the second wildcard up a half a game on the Mariners and a full game on the Blue Jays. So that is brutal for everybody involved. Um, who are we taking? I, I think the Yankees are getting in, um, but they do have to play the Rays to close out the year, I believe. But the Rays won't be playing for much. Um, so I kind of like the Yankees. If they, it, Today's a big game for them, too, because they, they play the Blue Jays again. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that all these teams, all three of those teams, or three of those four are in the same division. So they'll be playing each other. Um, I'm rooting for the Mariners uh, for Seattle, but yeah. I don't know if they're going to get in, but they're probably the hottest team out of these, out of, out of the four remaining. So who knows? Yeah. So Toronto closes with the Orioles, which in this situation and what you're working with, you got to sweep that to end the year and the season and see what the other teams do. Um, Seattle's got, the Angels, which they said Shohei's not pitching again the rest of the season, which should be good for them. It's also at home. And then Boston finishes with the Nationals. So none of those opponents are too difficult. Um, So, yeah, I think the Yankees will be the, the first wild card and then I'm going to go with Toronto. I think they win tonight against the Yankees, and then they got. I think they sweep against the Orioles and sneak their way in there. Yeah. I mean, the baseball fan in me wants to see the Blue Jays and the Mariners in, uh, just see some new, some new blood. And I honestly think that could happen. Um, the Mariners definitely have the toughest road remaining, assuming the Rays are going to be resting most of their players because they have that one seed. Uh, I'm just looking at these 
the wild card standings right now, and uh-huh. the Mariners have minus forty eight run differential, and the Blue Jays have plus one sixty eight, <laughs> and they're a half game ahead of them, which is just wild. Yeah. Reddit has been calling that the fun differential, not the run differential. So yeah. the Seattle Mariners have a lot of fun, apparently. But I don't know. <laughs> it's just going to be a really fun end of the season, and I think these playoffs are going to be great. That wild card game. No matter who's between, it's going to be a great, great game with a great atmosphere, especially if it's between two AL East teams. Even if it's the Mariners, uh, that's going to be crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I also yeah. I also like what ESPN has been doing because they've had the Blue Jays-Yankees game the last couple of days, and they have like the race, like the other relevant wild card games that are going on in the top mm-hmm. right corner just – Kind of keeping like that tiger. invested, yeah. I think people are tuning in. They're not really up to date on what's all going on with MLB. I think that kind of helps gauge the interest even more and uh, definitely kind of proves how big a games these are. I'm glad there's actual excitement heading into the playoffs because obviously with football turning up uh, – I've kind of been – and my team's not in the race. I've been kind of clocked out of baseball a little bit. I mean, yeah. still follow along, but I'm waiting for the playoffs to start, and I'm glad there's a little bit of fireworks before. Yeah, and we'll use that as a pretend segue into some football talk. Um, we'll start out with college football like we've been doing. Um, oh, before we move on, actually, RIP to Devin Williams' hand for punching the wall. <laughs> Uh, that was a tough blow yesterday, but we'll move on to football where people break their hands all the time. Probably who knows? I don't know the stat on that. Uh, what are the biggest, what's the biggest game that you're looking at? What's the one that you have circled? Cause there's a ton of huge games going on. We'll start with you, Kylie. I don't know if Pod's talking or not. Pod, are you talking today? Give me a little head. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay, just good. waiting. I'm you know just waiting to pop in. Hot, you send it first then. Let's go. Let's go. You cause Hot's going to the Bengals game for anybody listening. Yes. Um, well, the game, the college football game I'm most looking forward to is Notre Dame Cincinnati. Obviously, I think that might be have the most playoff imp- implications this weekend. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins the game at home, um, but my heart wants UC to win. But I, I think that should be a very uh, tight game. I think if if UC can hang in there the first half, I think it'll be very close right down to the wire. I think it's going to be an ugly game, too. Those are both mm, two really yeah. good defenses with not that great of offenses, especially Notre Dame. Notre Dame, like, they blew out Wisconsin, but it wasn't because of their offense that they blew out no. Wisconsin. So Yeah. Yeah, that game also has a lot of big storylines. You know, Brian Kelly used to be the coach at Cincinnati, and also the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame was at Cincy last year. So And then – UC's offensive coordinator came from Notre Dame. So there's a lot of, like, I didn't realize how intertwined the two were. Also, did you guys see Brian Kelly's comments earlier this week? No, what were they? So apparently in a press conference this week, they were just asking him, like, about, like, UC coming up to play. And he's like, yeah, we'd like to give – or, like, he's like, I like to give schools that I coach at the opportunity to play Notre Dame. Yeah, like like <laughs> the yeah. dudes coming in, like dude, you're the nine, you're the ninth team, and they're the seventeenth. Yeah, buddy. Like, like yeah. 
So a lot I'm of sure. people, have, a lot of people down here are not taking those comments uh, very lightly. Um, well, good, they shouldn't. Yeah, I'm sure that's annoying. They, I'm sure when the game was scheduled, Cincinnati was not in this situation. Uh, that, that could be very true as well. That's yeah, that's a good point, Kylie. Uh, I guess we have to make sure. So, assuming Cone's good to go, not necessarily a hundred percent. Would you rather start Cone or Drew Pine if you're if you're Brian Kelly? I'd go with Cone, just the experience factor. Cone's played in big games, played in Big Ten championship game, was leading Ohio State at the half, I think, in that game. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan um, Tate. actually, Cone made some good throws. That's when he had Cephas. Exactly, but um, no, I think he's. I, I think Cone should have should be the starter no matter what if he's available and healthy yeah they said I, he's making progress with the injury but it's not like a hundred percent healed but go ahead Kyler. if he's banged up i'm rolling with the other guy he i think he looked a lot better last week when he came in um especially with a big game and you're at home it'll be he'll be more comfortable and I think you got to roll with the hot hand. I think if I'm guessing, I guess Cone starts the game. And if he just looks like he doesn't have it, like either throwing wise or his ankles injured, I think mm-hmm. he'll have a short, short leash. And then it goes yeah. on to Pine. Cause Pine did look really good. He looked mobile. Uh, obviously a lot more mobile than Jack Cone ever has looked. And he made some good throws. Uh, and Wisconsin's defense isn't terrible. I'm, the rest of the team is, but their defense isn't. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game as well. Are you going to be there, Hop? Are you going? No, to- I'm not going. No. I was I was debating it, but made yeah. a last second call not. So fair enough. How kind many of uh, Degroot are going? Degroot's going. All right, that's yeah. what I thought. Hal-Nan, yeah. Hal-Nan, maybe he'll come and bless us with his presence. Let's <laughs> know how the atmosphere is. Uh, Kylie, you going to talk about an SEC game that I'm looking at at noon? Yeah, I think if you just put on ESPN at noon all day Saturday, you can't go wrong. There's three huge SEC games. Um, But, yeah, the noon game, Arkansas at Georgia, I think this can be a really good game. Arkansas looked really good against A&M, and they're up to eighth in the country right now. I think this will probably be the best team Georgia's played so far especially considering what Clemson looks like and has done. Um, Are you taking the 18 and a half? Yeah, I'm taking 18 and a half. I think Georgia will win because it's at Georgia. Tough place to play, and that defense is really good. But I don't think their offense matches to be able to cover 18 and a half, and I think Arkansas is too good to be given that line. I agree. I, I like Arkansas definitely to cover as well. I think the pace of play in that game is going to be really important. If Georgia just grinds the ball out, I think Arkansas is in a lot of trouble. But Arkansas airs it out a lot. They have – what's his name? I don't want to get it wrong. They have it's a like first-round receiver. Yeah, that guy is really good. I forget yeah. his name, which is disrespectful to I him. I think it'll be really – I think it'll be – I don't know. Oh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. That's yeah. Right. He's oh, a first he's a freak. Rounder. He's like a six yeah. four wide receiver. He's huge. He's like he's a, a beast. He's like a DK, just not as ripped. But he's still pretty strong. Yeah. And their quarterback, KJ Jefferson, was 
a little bit banged up last week. So we'll see kind of how healthy he is. Their backup didn't look too good. That's when AM kind of started making a push back. But I think if he's healthy, they'll definitely be – it'll be a tight game, I think. I just don't think Georgia's offense will be able to pull away and make it like a blowout. Yeah. And we'll see how Georgia's defense holds up against a dynamic offense. I agree. Um, one other game in the SEC that I'm going to be looking forward to watching is Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, the over under for points in that game is currently sitting at 79. So I would tune in if you like watching points being scored. Uh, this is definitely the best offense that Ole Miss is going to see. Um, so far this season. So you never know how Matt Coral is it Coral or Corral? I think it's Corral. Corral. I don't, so see how he looks against a legit, uh, a bunch of legit NFL players. But I think I like Alabama. 14 and a half seems like a lot for this game. Ole Miss knows how to be, play Alabama uh, no matter where they are. Um, they always seem to be a tough out for Alabama no matter where Ole Miss is in the SEC rankings. Um, and Bryce Young, this is probably the biggest game he's going to be playing in. Uh, I guess he was at Florida last week, so psych. But it's gonna. This is a huge game. Um, atmosphere is gonna be amazing. I like Alabama. Like I said, I think fourteen and a half is a little too favorable for somebody starting a freshman slash sophomore uh, quarterback. Um, but I think the defense is what's gonna change the game. I just don't think Ole Miss is gonna be able to get enough stops to win that game. Thoughts on that, guys? I think Alabama's going to blow them out. Hot take. Ooh. Hot take. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this one's getting uh, ugly very fast. Uh, as we all know, the famous stat, Nick Saban doesn't lose to his assistants. Um, I, and it's in Bryant Denny. I, I don't think I don't think Alabama will struggle at all. As if they if they get a couple stops on defense, it's over. Uh, that's just my opinion. So. That, that's where I lean on that. I would take the 14 and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's the, it comes down to stops, like you said, because I don't think Alabama is really going to get stopped against Ole Miss, but I think turnovers yeah, are also exactly. Good, so. But who knows? Yeah, I think Ole Miss covers here. I think if a an assistant is to beat Saban, it is Lane Kiffin. He's been a great coach, and everywhere he goes turns to success, whether it's clean or not. Um, I think that offense is too dynamic to get blown out. I think every chance they get, they'll they'll be able to stay in the game. And even you see last year, they, they almost beat Bama last year, and it was at Ole Miss, but um, that was Corral. He has – Another year of experience. Um, I think it'll be a great game as well, but I just don't think their their defense is going to be able to make enough stops to be able to pull off the upset. Yeah, I agree. Um, one other game that I'm looking at that I didn't realize was going on this week, um, Boston College versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, as we all know, um, BC is back according to Mark O'Connell. Yeah. And Clemson's offense is absolutely terrible. I kind of like Boston College. They're 14 and a half point underdogs right now. Like I I might honestly just take the money line. I don't think they win, but I 
I like the spread at least of 14 and a half for BC because BC is always, they're solid mm-hmm. all <laughs> across the field. Uh, I don't see why uh, 14 and a half is a lot of points for a team. Yeah. Clemson mm-hmm. that has looked absolutely terrible and Boston college has looked pretty <laughs> solid. So they just beat West Virginia. Who's right. They beat West Virginia. That's who they played. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, oh, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Missouri, I yeah, it was yeah. a yellow team, but they beat Missouri. Okay. Not as good of a win, but I, I honestly think they can pull this one off. The only issue is it's at Clemson, so that would be the part that I'm a little wary about. Mm-hmm. And one other team that I'll put on upset alert is Kansas State versus Oklahoma. I'm going to put Oklahoma yep. upset they alert. They always struggle Manhattan. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Rattler really needs to get his head out of his ass because he's been terrible um, through four weeks. And obviously Kansas State's coming off of a loss, but this one's going to be at home mm-hmm. in Kansas. Um, I'm sure that stadium's going to be rocking. <laughs> I've never seen it. But <laughs> who knows? Uh, but I like that. I, I think that's an upset alert. <laughs> Oklahoma's favored by 11 in that game, which I think is a little crazy as well. Going back to BC, I think if Phil Djurkovic didn't get hurt and was playing the game, I'd, I'd pick Boston College money line. Yeah, but they're going. they're not favored. Yeah, I think that's the, why the line is so big. Um, but, man, that, that is going to be a good game to watch. A lot of these games are going to be very good. These like fourteen and a half, like uh, like wow. Ohio State Rutgers is like fourteen and a half too, which mm-hmm. that could be that could potentially be interesting as well. Rutgers looked that's solid in, in the second that's half. In New they Jersey just didn't know too. how to play football in the first half of that game. That was absurd. They looked terrible in the first half, and then it was a completely different team in the second half on both sides of the field because Michigan also yeah looked completely different in the second half. Uh, speaking of which, they'll be at Camp Randall and playing at noon um wisconsin's for some reason favored i have no idea yeah i don't understand that yeah um could they win maybe will they win probably not in my opinion i would i would hammer michigan to be honest that's what i i I think wisconsin's still getting a little too much favoritism from the bookmakers or the odds makers because like i i really don't see why what wisconsin has done on the field to warrant a two-point uh, advantage over Michigan. They're not going to be able to a, score with Michigan. This is a true like prove it game for Michigan, and uh, yeah. I, I mean they they they're going to show up. I think and they've gotten their ass kicked the last what two to three years by Wisconsin. Definitely last two years, last year definitely last two. Kicking. And and they've been like <laughs> done by the first quarter. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean it, it's a blowout. So yeah. I, I think Michigan's going to come ready to play on Saturday. Hopefully not. Yeah, I hope not, too. I, I do not want Michigan to win the game. But, unfortunately, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Anybody else? What other games are you thinking about, Kyle? Uh, or Hot? UK, Florida Ooh, could be okay. interesting. Um, I don't think UK will win the game. But those this past, like, four years, UK has played Florida very tight. Mm-hmm. And it, it always comes down to, like, the last quarter. Um but I could also see Florida just blowing UK out because UK struggled with some shitty teams these past two weeks. And uh, I could definitely see the offense and Dan Mullen just rolling into Lexington and putting up a shit ton of points. <laughs> they have Wandale Moore, who's really good. Wandale Robinson. about him. Oh, whatever. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Garrett always tells me about him. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I don't I don't care about UK football that much, but the hometown kid. 
that's about all I know about Kentucky football is <laughs> he's always like he's not just a random transfer he's from Kentucky yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, the Kentucky boy is going to lead the. He's going to catch the mm-hmm. game when he pass. Yep. Um. Anybody going to talk about the Big Ten game yeah. going on tomorrow? Okay, good. Uh, um. No, I wasn't going there. But oh, where were you going? I'll talk about it after. I was going to Auburn LSU. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Close out the nat- night cap nine p.m. Auburn hasn't won in Death Valley since nineteen ninety nine. I think this is the year that that ends um, after a brutal survival last week. I think um, it's been a change, and um, they haven't announced who's starting at quarterback, but I believe the end of the Bo Nix era has begun. I think wow. there's no reason you, can st- you can't start T.J. Finley against his former team at LSU after he led that comeback last week. Um, he just – he's – I don't think he brings too much more to the table um, skill-wise with Bo Nix. I think he makes better reads, and he is a more capable runner, just he's a bigger body. So – and I think Auburn's defense is really good too. They struggled in the first half last week, but – they didn't let up anything in the second half. So I, I, I'm still not sold on LSU. They've got Kayvon boot boot or Boote. He's nice, but um, I think other than that, they're, they still haven't shown me too much. So I'm looking at Auburn to win that game. I'm also really hoping, but there's an absolute brutal stretch going ahead. So this kind of has to be a win before that. Yeah, fair. Um, I'm just going to say I'm putting Iowa also on upset alert. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I really like Talia's Talia Tugovaloa. However, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I think that what I said is right, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I really like him. And if he can put up some points on the board, Iowa's probably not putting up a ton of points. So I like that matchup. Friday night games are always also a little weird. So I'm rolling with the Terrapins on that one. Uh, just sprinkling a little bit of money on it. But we'll move on to the NFL because I know Hot's got to get going and I want to hear his Bengals pick before he leaves. Oh, Kylie's got one more. And then we're going to go to Hot. I'm just going to read off a couple picks. Okay, go for so it. So I've got Houston plus four and a half against Tulsa. Uh, Northwestern plus 12 at Nebraska. And Georgia Tech money line. So those are my picks. Um, and then, did AIDS, AIDS had Iowa yeah. minus three? Yeah. Um, now we're getting yeah. to go to NFL. Yeah. Hot, tell me why the Bengals are winning by 40 tonight. I I, I don't think we're winning by 40 tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think the line is the Bengals should never have seven and a half point be favored seven and a half points. So I, that's very I generous. Th- I agree. <laughs> and uh, I think, I, I think we win the game. I, I just think Jacksonville will cover it tonight though. I can see that. Um, but I do think I do expect Jamar chase to extend the uh, touchdown streak. He's got going. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, T Higgins is still out, right? Yep. 
Okay. I feel like there's a little bit more than what they're letting on for him to miss two weeks. I guess this is a short week. The short still... week, yeah. So I, you want to give us a little breakdown on the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, game? we kick, they look disgusting. <laughs> we kick the Steelers' ass. I mean, that 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 you you summed it up right there. I mean, everyone saw Roethlisberger is on his last legs. Uh, literally, I mean, he, I don't think he has legs. He, I mean, he he <laughs> cannot move. Their offense, the Steelers' offense, is just checking it down to Najee Harris, uh, and then <laughs> they would take. I don't know if they even they did not throw the ball down the field that much at all. Um, and again, like, uh, another big side, the Bengals didn't give up any sacks, didn't load up any hits again. TJ Watt was out, but I I still still think it's a big building block for the Bengals. If they can (laughs) at least limit pressures like that the Mm -hmm. whole season, uh, Burrow should be able to pick apart most defenses with the receivers we have. So those receivers are disgusting. And Mixon actually looked good. Mixon's – it's weird when you have a pass game what Mixon can do for you. Oh, oh, I mean, Mixon <laughs> – I mean, they've been feeding Mixon. I mean, Burrow only threw the ball 18 times on Sunday. So, like, I, I think tonight uh, Mixon's going to get a heavy load because I expect us to be up um, and just trying to kill the clock. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, yeah, we'll stick with some week three games, just some reactions. Uh, hot. You have any more before you got to go? Uh, off the top of my head. I, I think I will take Colts money line. That's a must this win. Week? Yeah. Okay. Must win there. Yeah. Well, now, now it's in stone. All right, sir. Yeah. Have a great time at the game. Hot signing off. See ya. Later. All right. Uh, segue to the Colts, I guess. Talk about why they're 0 and 3 and why they suck. And why Naheem Hines yeah. is the beast. He's the man. Uh, so, if you just look at the injury report from yesterday, there's currently 11 starters on the injury report. Um, but, I mean, I don't want to make any excuses because there is no excuse, but all. All training camp, we had a lot of key guys banged up and new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. Uh, it's just a lot of – and starting off with a tough stretch, I just think it was a recipe to start as a disaster as it has. Um, I think just the, the biggest part is we need to get healthy. We've got a bunch of guys just playing injured, and it's showing – um, I mean, you can't have Carson Wentz, who's already questionable, playing at 70%. It's just not going to win it a division game. And Darius Leonard's still slow motion. And if you don't believe me, go watch his interception that was thrown right in the middle of his stomach last week and then watch him try to run afterwards. It literally yeah, looked was- like they slowed down the TV. Um. <laughs> And then he fumbled it. Luckily, he fell on it. But, yeah, I mean, you can't play a soft zone defense and not have any pass rush. That just, like, <laughs> if you don't understand football, I'm sorry. But a zone basically just has people sitting in areas waiting for receivers to come across their zone. And then you 
you have them until they're out of your zone. You pass them on to the next one. So basically, when you do that and they're not man, you're giving the quarterback just time to see the zone when there's no pass rush. So essentially, he's just sitting there waiting for his zone to open up and find the open <laughs> hole. And if you watch the Colts the last three games, you'll see why is that receiver wide open? Uh, Probably because he's out of the zone and the quarterback has all day to throw. And you're not going to win games against three playoff teams like that. So that's why we're 0-3. And we can't have our backup quarterback from last year that we let walk beat us this week. <laughs> so <laughs> That was really depressing. I'll bring up yeah. the mood because the Packers actually looked a lot better than I was expecting this week against the Niners. Um, when I saw Elgin Jenkins was out and he was going to be playing left tackle, I was like, how the fuck are we going to stop this? pass rush but apparently yash <laughs> najiman or nijiman the left even, tackle the left tackle he played very well for a dude who was an undrafted free agent two years ago um i was really impressed with him obviously he had a lot of help with tight end chip blocks and whatnot and quick play designs but overall i thought he played really well given the circumstance and i wouldn't mind him just staying at left tackle and then moving elgin jenkins back to guard where he's supposed to be when he's back to healthy cuz we're going to obviously we go up against tj watt is he playing this week i don't even know but i'm not sure yeah cuz he was out last week uh, but yeah but... he was a full part participant in this, <laughs> so yeah he's going to be playing so a lot more chip blocks for him this week. Um, but like I said, I'd like to see Jenkins move back to right guard, um, just solidify the right side of the line. And I think that'll just help out the offense a lot, having Jenkins and Turner on the right side. And then uh, chip block with Nijeman. And I'm just going to go with that one. And Mercedes Lewis. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Packers played really well. The offense looked great, obviously. Um, honestly, there are a lot of terrible calls in that game that I'm not going to go bitching about because we won the game if we lost different story roughing the passer pass interference um biggest stories for me besides the offensive line looking solid was uh shoot what's what was i gonna say oh eric stokes looked awesome he is proving that he was a good pick at um i think we took him at like 30 whatever we took him at and i don't know i'm looking forward to the future aaron Rodgers can't give him 37 seconds no timeouts he's the He's the baddest man on the planet with the ball when he's doing that shit. He looked like I wasn't even, I was a little worried, but I was watching him like, I think we're fine, but you never know. And Devontae Adams. Oh, I actually want to read this quote that Devontae Adams had. It was absolutely badass today. (laughs) Um, Cause you remember when we can talk, did you see when they just zoomed in on his lifeless face after he got popped? I was like, that was the camera off. It was like, I was so pissed that I was screaming. Grace was like, shut up. Like I have a roommate. And I'm like, well, did you see what they did to Devante? (laughs) I was a mess. Um, They did him dirty. They did him horribly. Uh, God damn it. Where is this? Shout out Devante Campbell. Campbell also. Okay, here it is. Uh, Devonta Adams on ways teams can stop him. There's two. They tried one in the game, but I resurrected. There's one left. <laughs> and he won't share what the second one is. Um, there's speculation that it's killing him. I'm not really sure what the second option is. But Break the first one, yeah, I don't know. But the first <laughs> one apparently didn't work. Uh, Devonta Adams has always been on the wrong side of a lot of dirty hits. Um, I don't know if you remember 
I forget who hit him, but it was a bear. It was in the Bears Thursday night football game, and he was just wrapped up like the play was about to be blown dead. And whoever the middle linebacker was for the Bears at the time just came in. Probably Trevathan. It was Trevathan, and he just. Devontae was yeah. out cold. That was one of the worst hits of like that pissed me off. Like I turned off the game. I think we were up by like 21. I turned off the game. I was just so upset after that. I remember that. Um, yeah, that was terrible. Anyway, we'll move on. Stop talking about our teams. Uh called it. Chargers, good. Chiefs, yeah, maybe not that good. Defense, definitely not that good. Chargers, did you watch that game? Did you catch any of the highlights? Because yeah. you were were you at the oh no, the Colts game was away. No. Yeah, um, I watched a lot of that. It. Was probably the most questionable play calling I've ever seen. Once they got that interference <laughs> call, yeah, like we were all sitting there watching red zone, and I'm like, "Why the hell is he not kneeling it, calling a timeout, and kicking a field goal?" I guess it was windy. I didn't realize it was windy enough to do that, but it, I guess it worked out. I mean, um, they missed the extra point after, yeah. So. <laughs> so I guess it kind of it uh, that definitely helped the decision <laughs> after yeah. that. But I was just so confused and. I mean, just watching the Chargers play, their offense, obviously we knew they were going to be really good, but their defense has looked a lot better than I think a lot of people are expecting. The pass rush has been there, and I think that's been the biggest key for me. Um, Bosa's been getting to the quarterback, and then Derwin James is also just an absolute stud. If he's healthy, they're going to be really hard to beat. That's why their defense has gotten so much better. You have two Pro Bowl caliber players getting healthy and just shows how big of a difference – like missing one or two guys can have on a whole entire defense. Like they were what they won four games, four or five games last year and not that much of a roster turnover. So, yeah, I mean, the I mean, the other issue with that was most of the, I think, I don't know. I don't know the exact stat, but I know a lot of their losses were one possession games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those also, are a lot of winnable games. What sort of a rookie quarterback? Yeah. Also, Rashawn Slater looks like an all-pro lineman already through three games, which is very – if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm very happy that he's going to be protecting Herbert for a long time for two young guys. Yeah, they have an amazingly good core. Um, Mike Williams is looking like he's about to be an absolute stud if he can stay healthy. He's so, I'm so happy. He was, I'm so happy. I got him in pretty much every league I was in. Um, shoot. There's one other game I wanted to talk about. Oh no, it wasn't that. Uh, are the chiefs in trouble? Do you think? I mean, the rest of their, their division is really good. Three, no, three, no, two and one. And the chiefs sitting in last place at one and two, obviously I don't expect the Broncos to be challenging, but the chargers and the Raiders, I both think have a really good chance at mm-hmm. finishing with winning records and like potentially both have, and wins um and the Chiefs just haven't had a great start I don't if I'm a Chiefs fan I'm still all right because you still have Patrick Mahomes but yeah like Tyree Kill kind of needs to figure it out Clyde actually played pretty well but they really just don't like if you take away Tyreek it's just Kelsey and that's about it yeah like if you take away one of those two they don't really have a whole lot of other threats obviously they have all the speed guys but like they only put up 24 against the Chargers like they didn't it's the offensive line still, I guess. That's the issue. They yeah. need those guys to all play together. They have a lot of, like Seattle said a couple of weeks ago, um, rookies and a bunch of guys that haven't played together. So maybe it's growing pains and they'll figure it out. But it's definitely some cause to concern just from how well the rest of that division has looked um, from a Chiefs perspective. 
I still expect them to make the playoffs, but my Chargers prediction of making the playoffs is looking mighty good. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be panicking yet. Just who they have and getting Tyron Matthew back is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I don't know that they're, they're they've always been creative, but you kind of saw how the Buccaneers just absolutely shut them down in the suit in the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking it's kind of reaching that point where maybe it's becoming a little stale and they kind of lost like that. I don't know. You, you you saw kind of hints of it last year where they they won a lot of games by like a couple points or like a game winning field goal versus I know what before, you're saying. before you saw them just blow out teams where they had no chance of stopping the, that offense. And I think these defenses have just found a way to – you can't stop it, but you can limit it and hold them to field goals. And if you keep them off the field, you short, shrink the game, run the ball against their defense that's not that strong. You just got to limit the amount of times that the offense is on the field. And when they are, you got to hope that you hold them – Bend and don't break is the famous football term. You can let up some yards, but you don't let them in the end zone. I yeah. think that's what I mean, a lot of teams have kind of figured out. So, obviously, it's only been three weeks, so don't want to overreact here. But it definitely reminds me a little bit of the beginning of the end of the in Green Bay. Um, you know, in 2012, 2011, 2012, the Packers would just blow the shit out of teams and it wouldn't even be close. And then teams started adapting to the play calls that McCarthy started calling. And then eventually the offense just looked terrible. And the only reason they were putting up points was because of Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case yet with Mahomes. And I think Andy Reid's definitely a better play caller. He's shown that he can adapt a lot better than Mike McCarthy can. Although we'll talk about it in a little bit. Cowboys do look really fucking good. Um, yeah. I think it's a similar situation. I think they just need to make sure that they keep switching things up because at the end of the day, the reason why McCarthy's tenure ended in Green Bay was because he just didn't switch things up. We are running screens and just running the ball into nothing, and there's just a whole lot of nothing going on. And LaFleur comes, and you just see how much that offense how much that offense improved with pretty much no turnover after one year um, and just getting rid of one guy and replacing another guy. Like I said, don't want to overreact. Andy Reid's obviously one of the best coaches in NFL history. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, and I don't see Mahomes struggling that much throughout the season. I think it's more so the offensive line being the issue. And obviously the defense needs to get a little healthier, but I think the Chiefs will be fine. But who, who fucking cares about the Chiefs? Um, we can talk about – I wish Seattle was here because I want to hear his take on why the Seahawks aren't that good because they looked really good in the first half and they just – forgot how to play football in the second half. Do you have any opinions on that? I don't want to speak for Christopher, but. Um, I think I, as I said, before the season starts, I think there's a lot of questions on defense. Yeah. I think they can't the, stop the Colts. They... The playing the Colts, it made their defense look really good. And I think just playing two like pretty good offenses, you, you found the, the holes kind of, um exposed so you know minnesota is not that good but they they've got a dynamic offense 
I'm surprised that they won without Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Madison looks like they literally cloned Dalvin Cook and just He's made gonna get paid a second absolute guy. Bands yeah, some if he wants team to leave. that needs a running back is just going to pay that man. But, I mean, you see it with teams that have, like, those stud running backs. You kind of just – like Tony Pollard also – you sit behind them, you get your opportunity when they need a break or they get hurt, but you just sit behind a very good running back and you kind of learn the quirks and their their movements and you get good at – you focus on some different things, different cuts, pass blocking. You know, pass blocking is a very underrated kind of feature that a lot of running backs offer and why – you see a lot of teams subbing in running backs. They If the main guy can't necessarily pass block the best, you know, it's become a passing league. So you got to have a guy that can go in there and pass block. A lot of teams bring more than five guys on blitzes. So, yeah, um, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I, I, I think the reason <laughs> – We get it. You like to for pass the Seahawks, block. We get it, bro. Reason for the Seahawks struggling is the defense, um, and the offense yeah. hasn't really kept up the pace to keep them in games with that. Yeah. It's also tough when Madison's getting 26 carries. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard to get an offensive rhythm when the Vikings are taking so much time off the clock. Uh, one last game that I want to highlight. I don't – you can bring up any other ones that you want to after this one, but uh, – I think the Rams solidified to me that they're the best team in the NFL now. They're the most complete team by far. And assuming Daryl Henderson comes back uh, at some point this season, which I think he will, I might even be back this week. I, their offense is the most dynamic offense in the NFL right now, I'd say. And defensively, they're really fucking good too. I, I yeah. think they're what the Bucs were last year. I, they just This team is like what the Bucs were last year. And what pretty much the Rams were last year if they just had Stafford. So it's pretty much the same team that was already one of the best teams in the NFL, and now they just added an elite quarterback, which we kind of already knew. But now just seeing it in motion, I, the Rams I, are the team to beat in the NFL for me, and this week proved it. They, I, In my opinion, they just dominated the Buccaneers. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also looked after they won that game in their plus 950 future to win the Super Bowl, which I think is <laughs> – Still, like, yeah, like, I, I'm definitely going to throw on that before this week, before they win another game, and it sh- keeps shrinking. But they still have – I think it was the Chiefs and the Buccaneers ahead of them. And through this point, I do not see that at all. So Okay, so on DraftKings, it's Bucks plus 550, Chiefs plus 650, Rams plus 700, Bills plus 750, Packers plus 1,400. Yeah, so that might have already changed, but I was looking on FanDuel. I don't yeah, know if it's I mean, all those books, on that. they switch it. Yeah, they're always different. But, yeah, that – I mean, you just see the complete difference that Stafford was and the whole dynamic of just having a quarterback that can make so many more throws and understand that complex McVay offense. I don't think Goff ever kind of – completely got it um i i do speaking of golf i'll give 
the Lions a shout out. <laughs> they, brutal. I mean, they got the absolute most Lions way to lose a game. <laughs> A record-setting field goal to win 66 that yards. Goes but off the post. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't write a movie script better than that. Just like if they made a movie on the Lions, that would just be like the ending scene. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think they've shown some stuff through the first three games. Uh, week one, they showed a lot of fight, came back against a good 49ers team. Uh, week two, they looked good in the first half against Green Bay, who's obviously shown that they're back. And then week three, they should have won against the Ravens, who are really good too. I think there's definitely a lot of promise. There's definitely still a lot of room and roster improvements that need to be made. But, I mean, I would have some hope if I'm a Lions fan. I think they've showed some stuff. Agreed. Unlike the Bears. Yeah, that I mean, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a team in the NFL. Yep. That's all they get. That's all the airtime the Bears get <laughs> when I'm when I'm hosting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll do the Monday night game and then we'll move on to this week. But I think the Cowboys show that they're really really good. I think yeah. like because usually that um, NFC East is like a seven like a seven to ten win team makes the playoffs which is absolutely horrendous but i think this is like a 10 to 12 win type cowboys team they look pretty dominant on both sides of the ball uh zeke looked really good again um and speaking of pass coverage zeke is really good in pass coverage uh he had some really nice blocks that game that um gave Dak a lot of time and Dak has obviously been great um and also the eagles were missing some of their front uh, seven. So that was a little tough for them. And that's kind of why Zeke was able to run through them. But overall, I really like the Cowboys. Eagles still got some work to do. Jalen Hurts, not the best quarterback, pretty good fantasy quarterback, not a great regular, regular quarterback though. He's got to work on his accuracy, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. The Cowboys, are, I think are going to pull away in this division. They've showed. So if you look at their run to pass percentage, First game they did like I forget the numbers, but it was like seventy or whatever percent passing. And then the last two games they've been pounding the rock, running the ball. So I think that shows just kind of game plan by game plan. You can switch it up and you got a Pro Bowl running back and two Pro Bowl caliber receivers. So you can do it all. There's not too many teams in the NFL that have that kind of capable Obviously, there's teams that are well-rounded and can do both, but to be able to completely just switch from all passing to all running, it's just I don't think there's many teams that can do it at that level with the quarterback, running back, and receivers that they have. Yeah, I think there's a little bit bit of game script in those two. I mean, the Buccaneers, you know they were going to have to be putting up points and you can't be running the ball in that situation. And then – the complete contrast would be the Eagles game where they were blowing them out in the first half, not blowing them out. I think it was only a 13 point lead at halftime, but like it seemed pretty comfortable the entire time. So I think on that front, they didn't like, I don't think that's necessarily their game plans. I think that's just how the game went. I think, mm-hmm. who do they play week two? Whoever they played week two, I think that the chargers, I think that's probably the most, uh, 
what like what you'd actually balanced. see on a game to game basis. Yeah, that's their balanced attack. Yeah, that was a good game. I think I think for them moving forward, they need to establish a run early. I think there's been many times where you watch the Cowboys, and if Zeke's not getting the ball early, he kind of just disappears. That's when you see Tony mm-hmm. Pollard kind of have some big games, but. You got to get it going early. You've got two very capable running backs. Um, once you start establishing the run, that opens up avenues for the passing game, play action. And once once they establish the run, it's over. You can't stop both of it. So, Agreed. Okay. Um, we'll move on to the week four games. Um, honestly, the slate, I'm looking at it right now. Doesn't excite me that much. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of. It's pretty weak. I think the best game of the day on Sunday is going to be Cardinals Rams by like a lot. Yeah. We'll see this, I think this is a good indicator to see how good the Cardinals defense is because obviously they haven't looked great, but they're three and zero, so it's a little bit of both. And on the contrast, I think the Rams are going to see a different dynamic than what they just saw with the Buccaneers um, with Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's a little more mobile than. Tom Brady is so I think that's going to be the game to watch for me like I said earlier I'm going to stick with it I think the Rams are the best team I think they take care of this especially since it's at home but I'm going to be interested to see how the Cardinals look in this game because that'll be kind of a good way to indicate how the rest of their season is going to go in my opinion whether or not they're an actual contender or not yeah what are you thinking I think that's going to be a great game Um, I think the Rams will win that game and I don't I don't. I wouldn't necessarily hang my head if I'm Arizona. I mean, playing at the Rams, it's a tough division game. Um, I think there's. It's not the most exciting games, but I think there's quite a few statement games this week. Um, whether it's a team that hasn't been proven as like they have a good record, but they haven't really played anyone, such as. The Broncos, they've got Baltimore coming to town. I think that's a, a true prove-it game. We'll see where you're at. You've played a couple bum teams, looked phenomenal. Defense is definitely really good, but we'll see how that holds up. T- tough to stop Lamar Jackson. I don't care who you got on defense. Um, they got to be getting after him early. Um They're lucky it's at mile high. It's a tough place to go in and play with the altitude, but definitely going to be a a statement game for them. As well as Seattle, um, you're playing a division game. You started one and two, and the rest of the teams in the division look phenomenal. So I think this it's early, and I don't want to say must wins, but for the point that they're at in the season, I think it's a must win here. Uh, you can't fall to one and three and the rest of the teams just keep looking great. Uh, last must win. This is this quite <laughs> literally might actually be a, a must win is the Colts. Um, you cannot lose to the Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett, who was your quarterback and then backup last year. I, I've, I talked about it a little earlier, but you just can't lose this game. If you start 0-4 and then head to Baltimore next week for Monday night, probably would be 0-5 at that point would just be, I mean, at that point, I'm going <laughs> to, 
I'm going to go make Frank Reich sit Carson's ass on the bench and keep our top five draft pick at that point. Um, look at the, I guess one more, one more game. Cause you kind of said a prove it game. I think the Panthers are going to have to prove it going into Jerry world this week. Uh, Dallas is a four and a half point favorite. Obviously Christian McCaffrey's out. So that's going to be kind of a hard way to indicate whether or not the Panthers are legit. Um, considering they're missing their entire offense with one player. But DJ Moore looked like a top five wide receiver last week, mm-hmm. the way they were feeding the ball. And it also looked like they forgot who Robbie Anderson was. Also, oh, we forgot to mention this. The Panthers made a pretty solid trade. Uh, yeah. Third rounder and uh, Dan Arnold. It was third round Dan yeah. Arnold for a fifth round and CJ Henderson, right? Yeah. That's huge yep. considering they just lost JC Horn for the entire season. Um, oh, that'll they add. Didn't. Well, I mean, I think he broke his ankle, so I would assume. I didn't even know that. I didn't get to watch the Thursday night game last week, so. Yeah, he's on IR. Um, I think he broke his ankle. I'm not sure what the exact. That's going to be. Definitely had to be carted off. For that young defense, adding that young first-round talent to an already growing defense is huge. Moving forward, they've got a ton of young guys that will just continue to build that foundation, and I think that's just another piece added. I I don't really see them going into Dallas and winning, but I think if they don't get blown out, I would say that they're pretty for real. Um, Dallas has shown that they're a really good team, going to be in the playoffs if they stay healthy. And uh, I think if you go in there and put in a – close game I would still be very optimistic for the rest of the season I agree and the other game that I'm obviously going to mention um I think Green Bay going against Pittsburgh I think that's a must yep. win too uh the Bengals just beat the shit out of the Steelers and I I really I'm expecting the pa- obviously Steelers and FTJ Watt last week but I really think the Packers need to have a similar performance this week that they did against the um Niners last week they're pretty these teams are pretty much mirrors of each other with uh, subpar quarterbacks, pretty good offensive weapons, and a very good defense. Um, this is in Lambeau, and tickets are as low as $111 on ESPN, so get them while you can. Uh, I expect the Packers to win this game um, with a steady dose of Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, which is a pretty predictable combination. Uh, I think if the Packers lose that game, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, which I think is a little ridiculous. I don't think they're that much better than the Steelers, considering the defense the Steelers have is still pretty legit. Um, but I do expect us to win. I like the money line, not the spread necessarily in that game. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then the other last game. Monday night about, game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, that that's game is be electric. <laughs> 51 and a half seems pretty low for that point spread as well. If I'm yeah. Being honest. Or How good is under. Max Crosby? He's serious. I'm just so happy because I, I'm sure like a lot of people, we all met him on hard knocks and now yeah. he's just like actually good. If only, yeah. uh, what was that wide receiver's name? Fuck. Uh, it was like Dorn or something. The, it was something with four letters. The guy that was going off during hard yeah. knocks and then they cut him. <laughs> I forget his name. What about toothpick boy? Or was that, that might've been last year. Doss. It was Doss. Yeah, Keelan, Keelan Doss. Keelan Doss, that's his name. Yeah. 
what's he uh, if only he was also good that would have been if they were both good that would have been a magical hard knocks uh let's see yeah. he had 11 receptions in 2019 for 113 yards or 133 yards sorry keelan and he is currently on the falcons so hey he's stuck that's all you really need if you're an yeah. nfl player if you stick you made it so congrats to him congrats to keelan but yeah i'm really looking forward to that game too i don't i'll be a whole lot between these two teams, I expect it to be pretty close. Um, yeah. And to start our picks off, um, one of Aiden's picks, I think, was Raiders money line. So, and then Seattle has, yeah. has Raiders plus three and a half. Which honestly, I can see both of those. I think the Raiders defense is probably a little better than the Chargers. Um, but I think this game's going to be amazing. I'm really excited to yeah. watch that game. And I, I should be able to because I'll be on an airplane. But whatever. I think Chargers probably get the edge at home especially coming off a big win against the Chiefs. Um, I think you got to carry that momentum forward. And I think at some point Vegas is going to fall down a little bit. I think they're a lot better than people were expecting. And some people, you know, are wondering if they're actually good. I think they are actually good, but I'm I do too. not I think sure it carries over this game. Um, okay. Also, if we're just, a podcast, we have to we have to discuss Buccaneers Patriots. Yeah. We don't actually have to talk about the game, but I mean, how cool is like it's the perfect Sunday yeah. night game. It's like gonna that's be gonna be wild. It's gonna be crazy. I think Brady's gonna put up like 800 yards and eight yeah. touchdowns. At I least they're gonna blow all the Gronk. Out, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they blow him out too. But also, obviously, it's different. But when Peyton came back to town, the first first time everyone thought they would wipe the floor with us and we won so who knows could be a mac jones absolute breakout game that would be written in the stars <laughs> if that was the yeah case. that would be wild but i i think the patriots would have a much better chance if the buccaneers didn't lose last week yeah I, they're gonna come out a little hungry i'd say yeah. Um, do you want to just read picks. off their pick? Well, let's read off their picks and then we can do ours. That works. All right. AIDS, we'll go start with him first. He's got one for tonight, which you won't be able to hear this. So sorry if that hits. <laughs> uh, Jaguars plus seven and a half. Then he has Colts money line and Raiders money line. And then Chris Lewis, AKA Seattle. If anybody's ever confused about that while you're listening seattle and chris lewis and christopher are all the same person uh browns minus two bears money line excuse me who do the bears play detroit i I could see the lines winning that yeah right and raiders raiders plus three and a half and cardinals money line Ooh, cardinals money line okay that's a lot of takes i usually don't have that many um the one that I think I'm going to put the most money on is Tennessee minus seven and seven points. Sorry, Higgs, but the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in two games. And I don't know why I don't like seven points is a lot to cover for a team that can't really score the football. I don't care how bad the Titans defense is. Um, the Titans can put up a lot of points pretty easily with all the weapons they have. And I, seven points is like, that's a pretty big spread, but I still expect them to cover it just because the Jets don't score. And you kind of need to score, especially against the Titans. Yeah, I don't know if you missed this, but Rappaport put out that 
both Julio and AJ Brown are they're both out. With hamstrings and they both aren't looking good to play. But that's kind I of think ridiculous. Derrick Henry might run for 500 yards. So I, I'm going to double down on that. I still like it. I like it a little less knowing that. I didn't see that. When did that come out today? Yeah, earlier today. Yeah, Same with that. um, shoot, who was it? It was another team. Two receivers, both hamstrings, probably out. I forget who it was. I don't even know. Who um, yeah, I would have to go back and see. But tough looks for that know. team. I feel you though. Yeah. Um. And then you know I'll take Colts money line too. I think that's probably pretty good money. Or, yeah. Wow, minus two. I I really like the value on that actually. I think. The Dolphins' defense has looked a little sketchy. Offense, obviously, is not great. And I think as long as Wentz is good to go, I don't see a reason why the Colts can't yeah. put up points to win that game. Yeah, he didn't, hurt. Minus two, but. he didn't hurt it anymore last week. So, I mean, it's a sprained ankle. It's only going to continue to get better. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm staying away from that because I don't put on my own teams, but. I like um, – I don't know what the spread is, but I like Kansas City to cover after that loss um, in Philly. I think with that banged-up Philly defense, they're not going to be able to stop a angry Chiefs team. And I'm going to go – Opposite of Seattle and go Detroit money line. See at the cashier. <laughs> I'm hoping I, I I like Dan Campbell. I'm yeah. After watching him coach the last couple of days, I just kind of I love his energy. And if I'm a Lions fan, record obviously isn't ideal, but that just the culture that he's brought has at least seemed a lot more optimistic than the last few guys. Like Patricia, for example, if looking at the sideline between. Dan Campbell and Matt Patricia, I'd take Dan Campbell every day of the week. So yeah. from that I perspective, and I think the players respect him a lot more. Yeah, you can tell the players have definitely bought in. He's definitely a little odd, <laughs> and you can just tell that from the opening presser. But I think players have bought in. I think kind of obviously whatever offense they're running is not as sophisticated as McVay's offense. So I think kind of dumbing that down for Goff has helped him a lot as well. I, I, I mean, considering his weapons, I don't think he's looked that bad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, actually I'll take Seahawks money line too. Uh, they're in San Francisco this week, but I, I'm not sold on the 49ers and they still don't really have a running back. Trey Sermon looked pretty bad. Mitchell's been a limited participant in practice every week. Um, and Kittle, I don't think is go- I don't think he's good to go either. So between those injuries, I like Seahawks over 49ers because the 49ers offense is injured and reminds me of the Colts offense. And that's why the Seahawks look good. I think that was the yeah. end of my point. I'll I wouldn't bet on this if you're listening, but I I think Denver money line would have some good value too at home. I can see that. They're actually one point favorites. So never mind. Uh, well, Not crazy. Minus one ten or whatever. Minus one fifteen. I'd still take that. Especially after Baltimore should have lost last week to the Lions. 
True. Should we wrap this shit up? Yep. Any closing remarks? The Colts lose. I'm never talking about them again this year. That's pretty depressing. Um, I'm probably not going to watch any football this week because I'm going to visit. Where are you going, family. man? Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, I'm gonna drink a lot of beer though. Send some. I'm gonna find out. Send a welcome to Vermont sign. I'm not convinced. This is a real state. I'll let you know if it is, bro. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) been another episode of Sigs Inside. Have a great day. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see uh, other people next week. Later, alligators. See ya.